0: What's up everybody? This is Carlion Wilson, your Section 2 Hyphen Coordinator, and this is a brand new episode of our Hyphen Podcast. We thank you guys so much for listening, and hope you enjoy. That's that's the real question. We get so focused in this day and age on what everybody else thinks, how everybody else is going to perceive what we do, that sometimes we neglect the people that are closest to us. I want that to sink in for some of you and think about what exactly you do on a weekly basis and who you do it for. Just think about it. How many times do we actually do things for other people while neglecting the very family that God has given us or those that are closest to us. If everybody else knows that we love them, that's great. But if your family doesn't know that you love them, that's going to bring questions. People are going to try to figure out why is the family in shambles, but everybody else thinks they're awesome. I'll stop right there. I, I, I just, I'll say this one more thing. Your family is going to know you better than anybody else will. And I'll probably get into some of this later, but your family is gonna know you better because your family does not see your Instagram the way everybody else sees your Instagram. Your family does not see your Facebook the way that everybody else sees it. Your family doesn't see you with the filter on. Yeah, yeah. Your family sees you definitely with the filter off. My goodness. And so what happens is they're not seeing this perfected version of you. And sometimes that scares us because everybody else may think we're great, but our family's like, what are you posting? Who are you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a real thing. Yeah. So just, just I, I guess for that, just be mindful again of with that balance, make sure you have focus on what really matters. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have a 100 followers, a 1,000 followers, 5,000 followers. How many of those people actually know you?
1: Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. I'll... I will, I'll I'll get into more of it later, I'm I'm pretty sure.
1: We talked a little bit about balance, balancing ministry, uh, balancing what you do at your church, but let's backtrack a little bit. How did you know you were called to do what you're doing or called by God? When did that calling happen? Was it a, a, a lightning strike moment? Was it a service? Was it something that happened over time? Was it a moment at a youth convention or maybe at your local church when it was just a god moment in your life how did you know you were called
0: um when the lord deals with me and it's still this way when he deals with me it normally comes with burden it normally comes with a certain amount of weight that happens um when i first i guess kind of realized i I don't know, that God was calling me to do like music ministry. Um, when I first found out about that, I was, I was praying and I was like, God, you know, typically as we all do, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. But this time it was different. Um, I was sitting there and I'm just like a kid, you know, sitting in my house and uh, I'm like, God, what's going to happen if so-and-so isn't here anymore? Who's gonna play the piano? God, what's gonna happen if so-and-so is gone and they can't play the drums anymore? What's gonna happen? And I'm literally just going through these thoughts in my brain and I don't know where they're coming from. And from that moment on, I was not able to shake it. I would get up every day, I would go to bed every night and I would just be thinking about it. And then I realized what God was doing. God was placing burden on me to to basically step in the gap for multiple things going on in the church. Now, I didn't realize why this was happening. The Lord began to teach me different instruments and things like that. I'm not one of those people that's going to sit here and tell you, yes, I taught myself because that's false, okay? I did not teach myself. The Lord taught me how to do what I do right now, okay? Sometime it would do us some good if we just gave God credit for what he's doing. Wow. Wow. Instead of saying we did it, just say, God, thank you for doing it every now and then. That might be a good thing. Yeah. Come on. I wonder what, what giftings and abilities God would add on top of what you have right now. If we would stop saying I learned how to do this on my own and say God taught me how to do this. Sorry, had to take a pause. But what happened was is the Lord began to teach me how to do um, how to do these things. And so anyway, it just it, it, it began with burden as far as music goes and then the Lord just I learned how to worship lead sitting in my room by myself with nobody else around, not in front of a church, in the most awkward space ever, and I'm leading a congregation in worship in a room alone in like a corner of a room, okay? And so the Lord just began to apply more burden, but I was active in music ministry, and uh, I went to a youth camp, and at this youth camp, um, (laughs) this is gonna sound so crazy, but I'll tell y'all how it happened. I was at this youth camp. I was singing on the worship team. I did not have all my ducks in a row, but I was faking like I did. Okay? So just because you see the, the, the magnitude of some things and you think everybody's got it all together, realize that we're imperfect people serving a perfect God, yeah. Yeah. okay? So, so what happens is, is I'm at this camp, all this stuff is going on, and they asked me the last night to sing lead on this song. Now, I don't really lead this song anymore because I don't want to, all right? The presence of the Lord is here is, is like my arch nemesis of all songs. The presence of the Lord is here. And every time it comes up, I'm always like, you know, do we have a different choir song? But a lot of people don't know why. I'll tell you why. So I get up. And uh, this is before all of the extra stuff that happened in Texas. This is when camp was huge, huge. So like from the front to the back, crazy stuff. It's Friday night, everybody's having throwdown. I'm singing the the, the solo part for this choir song and I'm up there and I get to the bridge of this song. And now my handwriting is terrible, okay? So I'm, I literally r- tried to write the words out and I'm in the middle of doing it And I can't read my own handwriting. Can't you see him working on the outside? I can feel him moving on the inside. In front of everybody. All of my peers, all of my friends, everybody that was in there and a whole choir behind me, and it's just music playing. Dum, 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 dum And I'm standing there. I'm just, I mean, I'm pale. So I get done, and I walk off, and I put the mic down, and the youth president gets up, Holy Ghost is wrecking the joint, and he says, come back and sing it again. <laughs> So I get the mic and I walk back out there and I'm thinking, oh, the Lord is on my side this time. I got this. Can't you see him working on the outside? I can feel him moving on the inside. So come and enter in. In front of everybody again. This happens three times. Now at this point, I thought, in my, in my, I guess in my ignorance, I thought that if you were anointed, that you could not make mistakes. And the Lord taught me a very valuable lesson that night. Because I locked myself in the bathroom underneath the platform when I came off. And I weeped before the Lord in this bathroom because I was so hurt. I'm crying out to God apologizing to him so bad because I just messed up in front of everybody so I must not be anointed God you must not have your hand on me because I made a mistake because I did this because I did this and it it just it was not a good thing for me don't ask me what brother Aaron Bounds preached that night because I can't tell you I got out of the bathroom and, and I was hurt I mean, I went through all the stages super quick. So I'm, I'm hurt, I'm upset. I get out of this bathroom, I go and sit on the, on, on the same aisle as the rest of the music team. And I don't say a word, I am just cold. I can't feel a thing, I can't hear a thing. All I can think about is what other people think about me. All I can think about is everybody in this building knows that I just butchered this so bad, so many times. And so they call us up for altar call. And me, knowing that people are looking at me, you know what I wanted to do? I'm just, I'm not right right now in my spirit, but I'm walking up there anyway because it's what people expect me to do. So I walk up on the platform, I begin to sing. And uh, again, the whole time I'm just mega cold. Now, there's a whole story behind this, but my neck is pretty sensitive, and I don't like for people to touch my neck, right? And I'm in the middle of singing, and this man walks up behind me and lays his hands, not just like on my head, but lays his hands around my neck. It's the weirdest thing ever, and I immediately get really mad, and I'm like, God, I'm done. This is the last thing I'm ever going to do last thing I'm ever going to sing, last thing I'm ever going to say, and I stump off the platform and I throw my jacket down on the ground and I'm just mad. I'm like, God, I'm finished. Right about that time, I go to praying and I hear somebody calling my name. Somebody walks up to me, lays hands on me and reads my mail. It was a woman. She walks by, she reads my mail. She is now my pastor's wife. At the time, she wasn't. The next person that was calling my name that was looking for me was my pastor. And the reason why he was calling my name, I didn't know these people, okay? So all this stuff is happening. He's calling me because there's people on the platform that want to pray for me. So I get up there, and uh, my bishop now, also my father-in-law, is standing there. And he looks at me, speaks a word to me, lays his hand on my head. And I don't even remember what happened next. I just remember getting up off the floor and them saying, stand them up again. Somebody else wants to pray for him. And I look and Aaron Bounds is standing there. And he lays his hands on me. And don't ask me what happened from there because I still don't know. And then they stand me up again. And Bishop walks up to me and he says this. He says, there's somebody that's coming to lay hands on you now. When they lay hands on you, I want your spirit to be ready this time. Nobody saw this man of God come lay hands on me before. So nobody even knew. It was absolutely in the Holy Ghost. So I'm standing there, and there's a man by the name of Bobby Wade. And he was the man that came by and laid his hands around my neck. And he comes, and he lays his hands on me, speaks a word to me. And all I remember is I prayed so hard. And I prayed so fervently that I, I scrubbed the mark in my forehead that night. And when I came back to, I was, I was literally right. I was in the same place that I made that mistake in front of everybody. I opened my eyes. I'm in the middle of the platform, the place that I never wanted to be again. In front of all the people that I never wanted to see again. In front of all the people that I was undone in front of. And that was the night that the Lord called me to the ministry, to more of a pulpit ministry. And you know what it took? It took for God to destroy my pride. It took all the the talent and the ability that I thought I had, God ripped it away from me that night. All the friends that made me feel cool that I thought were awesome, God grabbed that thing right out of me that night. And God also taught me alignment that night as well. I had no idea that the men of God that I just mentioned would be in my life to this day. I had no idea. All I remember is at that moment, after the service was over, Brother Bounds came up and he looked at me and he says, what do you feel? And I just told him, I don't know, but I feel burdened and I don't understand. And he told me this, and this is something that I've carried with me forever. He said, you need to make sure you lock in right now your prayer life and you need to lock in a fasting schedule. Not just fast every now and then, but commit yourself to fasting. Now, he probably saw right through me. Sometimes people think that people more spiritual are the ones that fast more. But for some of us, the reality is, is some of us are weaker So we have to make our flesh die more. Okay. So if you're dealing with stuff in your flesh, you got things going on that you feel like you can't get over. Guess what? Maybe it's time to actually fast. The thing about fasting is fasting is not for God to get closer to you. It's for you to get closer to God because God is everywhere. He's there all the time. But a lot of times in our flesh, we have clutter. We have junk. We have dirt that weighs us down. And we can't get up to where God is or over there to where God is because we're carrying around so much. So sometimes we got to fast to cleanse ourselves. And so it's words like that. And that's, that's how the call to ministry happened. I know I took a while on it, but that's, that's exactly what happened to me.
1: I think, why don't we just lift our hands right now? I feel like, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place just spoke through that question. Can we lift our hands right now? God, we heed ourselves to your word right now, God. We heed to your word right now. You're speaking to us so clearly, Lord. You're speaking to our heart. You're speaking to our mind. Oh, Jesus, come on, that's it. He's speaking to somebody right now. And that question, God has, has tugged at your heart. Why don't you receive that? Jesus. No. We talked about the call. We talked about how you balance your ministry. We talked about the call and how you how you came upon it, how it happened. But there's another aspect of your life, and some of us are in that moment right now, and some of us desire to be in that place uh, that you're at. Uh, but how did you know, how did you know, and this is probably the most important question for everyone in this age group right now, but how did you know your wife was quote unquote, and I, you know, we hate to use this term, but how did you know she was the one? How did you know, you know, that's my wife, that's the one I'm supposed to marry? Uh, because this generation, that's that's one of the biggest things that we struggle with. We, we battle with it. Some of us can't ever feel like we're stuck in a pattern in relationships and we can't get it right. And and we we can't break out of the habits that we formed in our flesh. But how did you know, without a shadow of a doubt, that, you know, this was the will of God for your life?
0: Um, My wife and I, we uh, became friends. And she was with me through a lot of rough stuff. Me trying to figure out uh, who I was, what I was going to be. Uh, When I was in high school, I had some scholarship offers to play football and things like that. And I was contemplating uh, what I was going to do, where I was going to go. And what stuck out to me is she was just a friend to me. She always gave me, uh, she's a better preacher than I am, but she would always give me wise counsel. And we just became friends. That's that's exactly what it started out with. There was no romantic interest. There was no whatever. We were literally just friends. And so um, throughout the course of time, you know, she would pray for me, things like that, prayers that I didn't even know she was praying, so on and so forth. And uh, the Lord just kind of uh, aligned some things in our life. So uh, basically... There was a point where I went to visit the church uh, that she was at and uh, I was, I was—I don't know, I guess I, I overanalyze things sometimes. Um, and so I was trying to find things about her that I could not stand, okay? Because I wanted to know what I was getting into. Because at this time, I'm thinking now, I'm like, I actually think I like her but I don't like we're best friends. You know, like legitimate best friends, not this new age best friend stuff that some of y'all got going on. I don't even know what that's all about. If just if you're friends, be friends, okay? So anyways, um so we're literal best friends, old school best friends and uh it was at this time that I was like, you know, like I feel more of a connection than just attraction, things like that, she's been there for me, whatever else, and uh, anyway, (laughs) it was just kind of interesting how the Lord aligned it, I told her that I liked her more than just a friend, and then we went to prayer, all right, we're the spiritual couple, we're like, God, if this is your will, you gonna make this happen, And you know what we did? It sounds crazy, but we dated for a long time. We really did. We dated for a long time. You know what our our dates were like whenever we first started talking? Because we were long distance. All of our dates were double dates with her parents. Now, some of y'all in this building, you scared right now. Now, mind you, I was grown, she was grown. We had a curfew. We had a curfew and you know what we did? Her mom knew where we were at all times. Well, can I help somebody? Her parents knew where we were. You know what that helped us to do? That helped us to not make stupid mistakes that we'd be having to try to live ourselves out of now, now that we're married. And I had enough respect for her to not cross lines. And she had enough respect for me to not cross lines. If you're really with somebody and you really believe in somebody and you know God has their hand on them, don't be trying to get them to mess up and slip up and to slip into a back seat or a front seat or a side room or a hotel room. I'm I'm trying to help somebody right now. We've got too many issues going on because of carelessness. Yeah. You need to find you some accountability. You need to get with somebody that'll, that will tell you that this is wrong or that we're going too far.
1: That's good.
0: That's good. I'm flesh. You're flesh. But I got news for somebody in this house. You don't know how far you'll go. You don't know. Oh, well, I know myself. I know my limits. This is as far as I'm going to go. I'm glad we're in the house with some adults today. So I can just say it plain for you. You don't know how far you're going to go. Okay. The Lord made our bodies this way for a reason. Thank the Lord we can have children. So the deal is, is you you literally don't know. If you put yourself in the position to fail, you will fail every time. You'll put yourself in such a bad position. And some, some of us think we're bulletproof. You're not bulletproof. You're not. You've got to realize, God, the only reason why I can make it the way I'm making it Is because of you, but also because of the boundaries that I set on my life. This is always my analogy. Let's say you're going up a mountain. It's got steep sides, right? This mountain's got steep sides, and there's two lanes, and you're going up. It's just a one-way deal, right? Would you rather be on the edge that's closest to falling down and making shipwreck, or would you rather be on the inside of the mountain where it's a little bit safer and you got a little bit of wiggle room? Just in case something falls off the side. You get what I'm saying? Don't ride the edge just because you can. Yeah. That's how people fall and people don't come back. That's
1: a word. That's a word.
0: So I know we're asking about how I knew she was the one, but one of the ways I knew she was the one is because she cared about the call of God on my life. Even at that time when I didn't recognize it. She cared enough about me and had enough respect for me to not even think about trying to get me to cross lines. And you know what? I reciprocated it back to her because I respected her enough to not play with her emotions, to not play games with her, to not do this seed of jealousy thing, to not try and control her. Young man, quit playing with that girl's emotions and let her live for God. Come on. If you don't want to be with her, leave her alone. My, 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 my. I know it sounds, I know it sounds crazy, and, and this is a whole thing. But in this day and age, right now, you know some of the worst things that I've seen? I've seen so many people have this controlling thing that they have going on. Yeah. And the control doesn't stop at the door to the church. Some of the stuff that people are praying through right now is the control that somebody else has over their emotions. Yeah. If you come to church and you can't lift your hands because you're worried about what that boy is going to say about you, because you're, you're spiritual Sally now, now that you actually want to touch God, get rid of that joker. He ain't worth nothing. Just get rid of him. But I knew that she actually cared about the call that God had on my life. I cared about the call that God had on her life. But what's crazy is we, we already felt this thing. We, we knew we were going to be together forever forever. Before we were together forever, okay? But here's the craziest part about this. The night that I got the, the call to, to pulpit ministry or, or just overall ministry period, the night that I felt the call to that, after they got done laying hands on me, one of the men of God walked over to her and said, your husband has already picked out for you. Quit worrying about it. And I'm laid on the floor, travailing before the Lord. And she's not even thinking about me. And the Lord knew that we was going to be together. She's sitting on the organ. I'm laying on the floor. She's travailing. I'm travailing. And the man of God said, your husband's already picked out for you. Quit worrying about it. Wouldn't it do some good if we just didn't worry about it? And I come to tell some lady in this building, your husband is already picked out for you. Quit worrying about it. Here's the other thing. We did not meet each other on a whim. You know how we met each other? Doing ministry. You don't have to stop doing ministry to meet somebody. You just keep doing ministry and watch God bring your paths right next to each other. Y'all going to be sitting at the table eating dinner after service and not even know that you're going to be married. Can I help somebody? You're going to be sitting at a hyphen conference and meet somebody and y'all going to be eating tacos. And next thing you know, boom. So sorry for the long way, but that's my answer.
1: Well, let's receive that right now. It can happen at hyphen conference. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people, you, you are a worship leader. You've led worship, you know, for, for rooms, and you've led worship in your own bedroom, and you've also led worship at, you know, huge conferences like uh, NAYC and, and things like that. Uh, but you understand that not, not just us, and, 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 you know, the church could be guilty of this too sometimes, but a lot of times apostolic worship, is critiqued as being emotionalism it's critiqued as being hype it's critiqued as being something that's not necessary anymore and so can you explain uh if you were to tell someone why we worship the way that we do why we praise the way that we do what would you say to them
0: it's biblical now i'm gonna try to stay calm on this one but i'm gonna explain to you what i'm talking about it is biblical to praise together the book of acts 4:24 and when they all heard this they lifted up their voice to god with one accord and one saying lord thou art god which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them we sing with all of our hearts. It's biblical. Psalms 98 and 4. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. We play musical instruments. Second Samuel 6, 5. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments. Made of fir wood, even a harp, and on the salt trees and on the timbrel and on the cornets and on the cymbals. We lift our hands in praise. Psalms 134 and 2. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Can somebody in the house say it's biblical? It's biblical. We clap our hands and shout unto God with a loud voice. Psalm 47 and 1. To the chief musician of the Psalm of Korah. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Yes, yes. Look at your neighbor and say it's biblical. Running and leaping. For some of you that think that it's extra, it's not extra. It's biblical. 2 Samuel 22, 29, and 30. For thou art the lamp, my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. For by thee I have run through a troop, and by my God I have leaped over a wall. It's biblical. Acts 3, 8 and 9. And he leaping up, Leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Look at your neighbor, say it's biblical. biblical. And here's the other one. And this is what I think we need to get back to. Psalms 149 and 3. Let them praise his name in the dance. Some of you might be thinking y'all folks are crazy because it don't take all that. But I got a question for you that say that. What if it does? What if it does? Here's, Here's the thing that I've seen a lot, okay? I think there is an element of praise that needs to come back to the church. But you know how it's gonna come? You know what real exuberant praise does? What praising the Lord in the dances? Can I just tell you about me? This is what happened. Standing in the middle of a service, a man of God is preaching one of my best friends in this whole world. He's up there preaching, and I'm over here on the side, and I'm doing the Pentecostal pump jump. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, do you need an example? Okay breakthrough you are the God of the breakthrough or the slow one y'all know what I'm talking about people that ain't even jumping on beat so so we're all good at this jumping thing and I'm standing in the middle of this service he's preaching Holy Ghost is moving and I jump right and next thing you know he turns around and looks at me and said David Jennings the next dimension of anointing that God has from you, it's not going to come from the jump, but it's going to come from the dance. It's biblical. And I was like, what is he talking about? So you know what? I stood in the corner, and the more I tried to dance, the more I felt like a complete idiot. I felt so dumb because I'm like trying to do stuff, and I'm trying to do what i seen everybody else do. Y'all know, y'all know the pretty praisers? you know, the ones with all the footwork. So that's what I'm trying, and I'm standing in the corner, I'm making sure nobody's looking at me, and then I start trying to dance in this little corner, and then I feel so dumb. And I leave that service completely defeated. And for a month, I prayed, I was like, God, I know how to sing, I know how to play, but teach me how to dance and you know what happened I showed up to service after service and there was no dancing happening I was Pentecostal pump jumping and trying to you know me and God had this thing figured out well you know God one of these days when you teach me how to I'm going to do it I'm trying to create an agreement next thing you know one service happens and I lost my mind and I started dancing before the Lord and see at our church we got a couple steps Let's just say I busted it, okay? I start dancing, ah, I busted it in front of the entire church. And the Holy Ghost moved on me so strong. And when I got up after that floor, all my shame, all my pride, all that extra stuff, all me caring what people think about me, went out the window. If y'all wanna know why I'm crazy to this day, it's cause I learned how to dance. If y'all wanna know why God has taken the restrictions off of my praise, it's because I learned how to dance. And if you're waiting for the next dimension of the anointing in your life, in your praise, and in your worship, quit trying to be pretty about it and just learn how to dance honey learn how to dance before the lord because it's the only thing that's gonna break the atmosphere sometime you know your pastor probably gets tired i'm gonna just stand up now your pastor probably gets tired of seeing you come to church and pull this little number right here everybody's always trying to look so pretty and dignified but what would happen in a church if we all walked in and said Lord I came to dance before you I'm going to dance before you with all I got and with all my might and just quit trying to look dignified and quit trying to look so stoic and just dance before God if you want to see the limits break off of any meeting that you're at if you want to see the limits break off of any conference that you're at what you've got to do is you've got to learn how to dance but don't just learn how to dance you've got to do it biblically and the only way to dance biblically is to be able to dance before the lord with all your might I've held my peace long enough. This generation has got to realize that the next dimension is going to come from your dance. The next dimension is going to come from the time that you learn how to dance. We've got too many people. Hey, I'll tell you exactly what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about right here. You ready? Right now, some of you in this building, you're feeling the pull to step out of your seat. But you're worried because I've never done it before. And some of them insecurities that's in your life are creeping up in your mind right now. Because some people got the T on you. Some people got this scoop on you and they know what you did and where you've been and who you've been talking to and who you've been hanging out with. But what would happen this morning if we said, God, teach me how to dance? I really didn't come to preach to nobody this morning, but I feel it all over me now the break that you're looking for and one of the breaks that's going to happen in California and in SoCal is going to come from a group of hyphen adults that learn how to dance and say my dignity is gone my pride is gone everything in me is gone because I learned because I learned because I learned it, dance before the Lord. That's it, ma'am, learn how to dance today. Come on, we're all good at jumping. Well, what would happen if we would move our feet, if we would move our arms, if we would say, give me a little bit of room? You're waiting on me, but God is waiting on you to learn how to dance you're waiting for the preacher to tell you what to do you're waiting for the music to drop but what if the music don't drop what if you gotta dance all by yourself come on some of you are making the devil mad right now because he thought he had you until you learned how to dance he thought he could take you but you learned how to dance I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a few simple things and we're going to see what happens in the house are you ready for some practicality? now, I understand this generation We like to have things explained to us. And we like to know the reason why. We want to know the reason why. Why do people get in the club and dance? Look at your neighbor and say, because it feels good. My goodness, that was hard, wasn't it? Look at your other neighbor and say, because their friends are dancing. And look at your other neighbor in the back and say, because they got invited to the dance floor. My God, have mercy. And what we're getting ready to do is make an invitation in this house to the dance floor. Oh, my, my. Some of y'all will say, preacher, it's all fluff. But I just read you scripture to back up everything we're getting ready to do. The Bible said to praise them on the stringed instruments, and that's what we're going to do this morning. The Bible said that they praise them with the psalm tree and harp, but they also praise them on the loud sounding cymbals. The high sounding cymbals, the low sound. Oh, my, my, But one thing I love is when the scripture said that they praise him in the dance they praise in the dance I feel my help coming right about now you know what music just go ahead and play for a little bit and y'all take about 30 seconds and worship before the Lord with all you've got Go, 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 go! Hey. Come on, you want to shout in the building. You want to dance in the building. You want to praise in the building. If I didn't talk about this this morning, so I'm going to just follow the Holy Ghost. Is that all right, sister? I'm going to follow the Holy Ghost. And this is what I feel. I feel like there are a lot of people that are in the house and you're battling with insecurities in your life. Okay. You're battling with lots of insecurities in your life. I'm talking about crippling insecurities in your life. And every time God wants you to do something, you keep telling him what? my goodness, you keep telling him all the reasons why not. You're so worried about getting body shamed or hair shamed or whatever shame. Can I help somebody here in this house? You want to know why some of you have insecurities in your life? It's because you invited it in. Now, I'm probably not going to be your best friend by the time I get done with saying what I got to say. You know what happens is we invite it in through social media because we follow people to compare ourselves to what they're doing. We're not just on their page to see what they got going on. We're comparing ourselves. And we usher in insecurities into our own lives because of what other people look like on social media and what they're doing on social media. Well, if I just look like them, if I had hair like them, if I could dress like them, if I could walk like them or talk like them, if I could go to the same restaurants that they go to or drive the same car that they drive, maybe people would like me more. And what happens is, is our relevance is now found in the like button, and the love button, and the comment button, and the share button, and the follow button. Because we think we're less because we got 300 followers, and they got 15,000. Can I help somebody in the house and tell you? That your worth does not come from a social media profile. People that follow you don't always like you some of them are there to spectate but what would happen this morning if we praised our insecurity off of our life what would happen this morning if we danced our insecurity off of our life here's the deal God wants to lose some people in this house, and I feel my help in the Holy Ghost. God have mercy. God wants to lose some people in this house, but it's going to come from the dance. And let me explain to you why. Because if you're bound and changed, you can't move. If you're bound in chains, you can't move. If you're locked up against something, you can only go so far before it pulls back to you. But what would happen if we had chain-breaking dancing going on this morning and chain-breaking praise going on this morning? Enough to say, Jesus, I know that you can bring me out. Ah! This is what we're going to do. I want you to get that issue that you've got going on in your life. I want you to get it in your mind. This is for the praise team too. Thank you so much for coming up. I want you to get it in your mind. And what's going to happen is God's getting ready to do something crazy in this house. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. God's getting ready to take some limits off of your praise. But not it's not just going to break the limits off of the praise in this building. But when you go back to your church, you're about to see a difference from what you're getting ready to do in this house. But it's going to come from your praise and it's going to come from your dance. So we are about to do this thing. And I'm going to let the musicians play, and I'm going to get out of the way. All right? So what I want you to do, whatever your biggest insecure matter of fact, if you got issues with insecurities and you feel crippled by it, you might as well just move up a little bit more. It's all good. We all got stuff. It's all good. Yep. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. Look at your neighbor and say, we're in this together now. Yeah. We are in this together now. So now that the ice is broke in the room, we're about to stump on the devil's head and break his spine this morning. So what are we getting ready to do? I'm going to count down to three. And when I get to one, we're going to dance before the Lord like we've never had before. God's going to take some limits off in the Holy Ghost and we're going to walk and dance in authority this morning one three you better tell your neighbor to give me a little room because it's about to happen this morning one two You better not stop shouting when the music starts playing. You gotta get your breakthrough. When I say, one, go! pretty praises. Some of you really need this in your life. Yeah, 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 yeah! Now without the music you ought to let your voice cry out in the building. Because when you get home and the band's not there When you get home and the band's not playing behind you And the singers aren't leading you in worship How are you going to get your breakthrough? How are you going to pray? How are you going to we gotta go deeper we gotta go deeper hyphen we gotta go deeper socal this is where the power resides this is where the power resides you gotta learn how to praise beyond emotionalism you gotta learn how to pray beyond your insecurities you gotta learn how to pray and let god touch you without getting pumped without getting primed that's it musicians pray before the Lord that's it singers you need to get the Holy Ghost too you need to travail too come on brother sound man come on media get the Holy Ghost everybody you want to get the Holy Ghost right here and be empowered whenever you get back home We did not come for pretty church. We did not come for dignified church. But we came for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We came for a moving of the Spirit. We came to see God change lives. We came to see God save souls. That's it, sister. It don't matter if you're carrying a camera or not. Get the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah the hand of God is on this building right now if you need anything in your life it's here for you if you need a miracle your miracles in the building if you need a healing your healings in the building if you need deliverance your deliverance is in the building it's here right now. come on come on God is calling a prayer warrior right now. It's going to start today. God is calling an intercessor right now. It's going to start today. Some of you are praying deeper than you ever have before. And that's God laying his hand on you. Calling you to be an intercessor today. God is anointing intercessors. God is bringing up intercessors. God is raising up prayer warriors. Terrible Woo! Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Come on, that's it. God is breaking down walls in this house that have been up for over five years, ten years. God is breaking down walls this morning. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. you are called you are chosen it doesn't matter what the enemy says you have power you have authority you have the Holy Ghost no you've not gone too far no you're not past the point of forgiveness yeah yeah yes come on that's it don't hang your head down walk in authority don't hang your head down walk in the purpose that God has for you you are called you are chosen you are his you are in his hand yes, 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 yes the devil don't know what to do with what's happening this morning keep going the devil don't know how he's going to stop you this morning. Keep going. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Step in deeper. stepping closer. Woo. That's it. God's calling somebody in the building right now. God's placing callings on your life right now in the building. Listen to his voice. Don't disqualify yourself. Listen to his voice. Come on, it's not just you thinking random thoughts. That's not how this works. It's not just you trying to call yourself to something. But God is calling you right now in this building to some supernatural things. Come on, it's not just you. Quit brushing it off your shoulder. It's not just you saying it. God is speaking it to you. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Yeah, church planner, you're in the building today. Yes, soul winner, you're in the building today. Yes, worship leader, you're in the building today. Yes, preacher, you are here today. Come on. Some of you that were worried about your relationships earlier, you might just be getting called to be a minister's wife today. God's got him handpicked for you. God's got a good godly man picked for you. Quit worrying about it. Quit fretting over it. Quit stewing
2: over it. If you have faith in this house right now, God is wanting you to release it right now. Any little bit of faith, I want you to find somebody and I want you to begin to release faith on their behalf right now. Come on, there's little shreds of doubt in this house that are planted that the enemy is trying to put as a stumbling block. On people right now but right all over this house I want you to find somebody and begin to release faith come on find somebody in the house and any bit of faith that you've got scripture says if you have faith as a mustard seed come on any little bit of faith or any barrel of faith that you have begin to release it right now for somebody else's breakthrough Come on, everybody prays through this morning. Everybody gets delivered this morning. Everybody gets healed this morning. That's it, release it. Release it for your brother, release it for your sister.
1: Thanks again for listening to our podcast. For more encouraging messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out past episodes. If you like what you just heard, please consider rating and sharing it with your friends. God bless, and don't forget to be a hyphen.